When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast, a podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start. I'm your host, Keaton DeRocher, joined by Bailey Von Snyder for another edition of this podcast. Bailey, how's it going on this Thursday afternoon? It'd be going a little better if the Red Sox were able to rally a little more in the ninth, but I have really no complaints. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Been a been a busy work trip for me. Uh, doing lots of pods in random conference <laughs> rooms, uh, but it's been a fun week. And uh, you know, silver lining to this series, you nailed it. So good for, good for you. <laughs> uh, diving on in here, Red Sox versus the Blue Jays, game one pitching matchup. Nathan Valdi versus Yusei Kikuchi. Red Sox get the win, two to one. Nathan Valdi went four and two thirds and he pitched, gave up one run on seven hits. Um, I believe that was one walk and six strikeouts. Uh, the Red Sox bullpen uh, came up big following this start from Evaldi. Uh, Strom won an inning in the third, followed by Robles, Diekman, and Whitlock for his first save of the season. That is four and a third scoreless to shut the door on the Rays. Red Sox only mustered three hits in this game, one each from Enrique Hernandez, Trevor Story, and Alex Verdugo, they left 15 men on base. Uh, nine of them came from batters 7, 8, and 9, who were combined 0 for 9 
but Wong had the critical go-ahead sack fly to give the Red Sox a 2-1 victory. And that is where we will focus our uh, follow-up discussion for this game. Are, are we really going to live and die with the black hole of the bottom three here? It's 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 been bad. It's been so bad that like when I see the lineup, I just like audibly groan. <laughs> like I just uh, yeah. it's you can live with you know a, a one of them being you know subpar, but the fact that like you have a whole like holes at seven eight nine right now. I mean that's that's crucial, and it's it's you're seeing it. If fifteen men left on base, like. It's on. It's on. I mean, it's really unacceptable what's happening right now. I don't know if, like, it's like who do you blame? Is it, it's it's been a it's been a it's been a struggle so far from this offense. The absence of Hunter Renfro is, um, I hesitate to say significant um, here, but kind of significant. Um, he had uh, the best year of his career last year. Uh, with the Red Sox and was able to really kind of generate something from mm-hmm. the bottom portion of the lineup there. Um, obviously, you know, they were able to generate. So there was uh, there was Bobby Dahlbach reached on an error. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. moved him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Wong was able to get a sack fly to yeah. move him across. So they were able to play some extremely small ball to get mm-hmm. the, the uh, go-ahead run across yeah. uh, in a game where they were out hit 7-3. Uh, in total, uh, but it has been quite the rally killer so far in the early going and just having a presence last year where someone could get a hit at a moment when you needed them to uh, made quite a difference. And just instead of right now where it's just you can have any kind of rally going you need uh, or want and then it mm. is it just falls into a pit of despair there, those final three outs. Yeah. The uh, the only thing though is that Jackie Bradley Jr. like right now is actually better than Hunter Renfro though. So I I truly don't know if Hunter Renfro <laughs> helps because he really is like in everything. Like uh, Hunter Renfro's got like a ninety four WRC plus right now. Jackie's actually surprisingly he's got a one sixteen WRC plus right now. So believe it or not, um, I d- I just don't know if Hunter Renfro is is a, is a difference maker. And uh, J- Jackie has been he's been fine. Like, I mean, 116 WRC plus, I can't really ask for more than that. It's just, a, it's not necessarily like a Jackie problem. I think it's like an overall bottom of the order type problem. Yeah. Uh, 116 WRC plus from Jackie Bradley Jr. is already much more than I was mm-hmm. asking for or right? expecting. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, me yeah. too. Maybe can't me nitpick too. there. It's also very, I mean, obviously it's extremely early and these are small sample sizes, but like so far, this is better than anything that he did at all last year in Milwaukee. So... Uh, I, I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with Jackie Bradley Jr., especially when he brings the, the defense that he does. It's really just other people around him, too, that are just really struggling as a whole. Yep. Uh, we've seen them get hot, though. We did see the streaks where they, um, you know, Bobby Dahlbuck had his, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, like 60-game stretch last year where he was a little bit absurd. Yes. Um, so it is going to be kind of do or die at times there. It's just, it just gets a little magnified when they're all struggling at once. Yeah, and they seem to do that quite often. I mean, we saw that in the ALCS. I mean, them just going completely cold all at once was, you know, the reason they didn't go to the World Series. Yeah, exactly. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. All right, game two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, game two, we had Pavetta versus Berrios, and the Red Sox lost 6-1 in that. And once again, 
a, a struggle of a start from Nick Pavetta. You know, four innings, seven hits, five earned, walked four, four Ks. Um, but now the ERA is up to ten point like oh three. And it's like he did start to get a little better as the game went on. Like the last two innings is when, you know, the third and the fourth innings is when the four Ks came. So it's like, was he fixing? Do we think that his mechanics were sort of, um, he was fixing them as the game was progressing? But I mean, just so far, this has just been a nightmare for Pavetta in the starting role. Yeah. Taking the line as a whole, not great. Mm -hmm. His comments after the game, though, would make you feel, I guess his comments... And the last his performance over the last two innings make mm-hmm. you feel like maybe turning a corner. Yeah, things mm-hmm. are kind of coming around. Um, all five runs that he gave up uh, came in the second inning, and then all four strikeouts came in. Uh, you got two in the third, two in the fourth, uh, mm-hmm. and then he talked about those last two innings. His velocity was up. He felt like his mechanics were way better. He was just had his release point right. Um, obviously, two innings is um, really hard to judge. But mm-hmm. um, it coming from his mouth, it, it gives you a little bit more confidence there, particularly when you pointed out his comments after his last start that he was mm-hmm. still really figuring trying to work out. and yeah. figure it out. Uh, so maybe that, uh, you know, that gives you a little bit of confidence going into his next start. But then at the same time, it's like if his next start doesn't go well. Um, yeah. So we're kind of running out of excuses. Yeah, what, <laughs> what, do we, be... what do we do at that point, really? But at least there was encouraging yeah. – pitching because you know Phillips Valdez coming out uh, with another two great innings his ERA is still zero uh Barnes did kind of Barnes things you know one run in one inning it's like I don't really know what to expect from Barnes nowadays but then you know the call-up of Tyler Danish like five K's in two innings I mean there's some encouragement encouragement in that bullpen and it's funny because I feel like everybody didn't really know what the bullpen was going to be and now the bullpen is one of the strengths for this 2022 team yeah, Danish in particular, um, yeah, that was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect with that um, or if we would actually even see him. It seemed like guys were already coming back from yeah. uh, the COVID IL, um, so I wasn't sure if he was even going to end up making it into a game. Ended up getting two innings, uh, no hits, one walk, five Ks. That is real impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to yeah. see more to see if he can keep that up. Absolutely, um, me too. Because there are some other guys in this bullpen um, that <laughs> I wouldn't mind not seeing again. Um, <laughs> and if this is something that he can keep up going forward and add like a sixth guy to the bullpen circle of trust, mm-hmm. um, holy moly, is that, that would a weapon? Be, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So that was that was quite a, a debut there, and uh, I'm excited to see him get a little a couple more opportunities here yeah for sure i agree game three today uh (laughs) wrapped up just moments ago uh red sox take the loss three to two uh tanner halk versus uh kevin gaussman um halk didn't look all that bad uh five innings pitched four strikeouts one walk two earned runs only three hits allowed. The two earned runs both came in uh, the third inning. Um, Red Sox bats silent. Most of the night were able to make it kind of interesting there in the ninth. Um, strung a couple hits together before handing it over to that black hole of the bottom of the mm. order for the last two outs, killing that rally once again. Uh, however, Kevin Gaussman really just kind of 
figure his stuff out. So in our preview of this series, we talked about how uh, the starting pitching of Toronto was really underperforming. And it was either we were catching them at the right time and we could take advantage or that was going to correct and this was going to be a really difficult series. That ended up being yep. what happened. Yep, yep, yeah. Because both Berrios and um, Gosman had great starts. Like, and even, uh, you know, Kikuchi in the first game too. Like, he looked a little shaky, but then, you know, he straightened it out a bit. So, yeah, we, we got three tough, tough starts from their pretty good rotation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, the bullpen that followed, Ryan Brazier, mm. uh, gave up. One run in two-thirds of an inning, and then Austin Davis, mm-hmm. Saramura, and Valdez finished off the last three and a third uh, with no runs. Valdez um, continuing his stretch of scoreless appearances here to begin the season. Uh, he is looking very sharp. Yes. Uh, Red Sox fall three to two mm-hmm. in this game, uh, two to one in the series. Uh, who do you have for MVP? of the series. Yeah. So I sort of just went with a, the collective bullpen just because, I mean, I think Philip Saldez is probably the, the clear MVP with just how often he did pitch in this series, but I mean, it's just been great. Like even Sawamora is looking stronger. We already spoke to Valdez and then, um, you know, we've, we've gotten great things from Diekman and Strom so much so far and especially in this series. So what we thought was going to be a weakness is turning out to be a strength. And I, I'm very tickled pink with that. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, collective bullpen is probably the right move. I, I singled out Valdez, who three innings of scoreless ball mm-hmm. uh, here in the series looked really great. He's a guy that I think has surprised me the most of all the guys that um, you know is in that circle of trust. Yeah. Um, Strom, Diekman, Whitlock, Robles are all guys I think we kind of figured were going to be there. Um, Valdez is is the one that's really surprised me the most, and the uh, the strides that he has made to become uh, the improved pitcher that he has, uh, and starting the season with, um, and now he's at three innings, so I think he's at seven scoreless innings to oh, begin the season. So great, yeah. Uh, looking forward to how long he can keep that going. So very exciting to see. So he was my pick for MVP. Uh, we will take a quick break, come back, and preview the series against. The Rays. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, you're up to the minute standings in the American League East. The Toronto Blue Jays are in first 
at eight and five. Mm-hmm. Rays and Yankees in second at seven and six. Red Sox in third at six and seven, and the Orioles in fourth at four and eight. The Red Sox now uh, welcome, or no, they traveled to Tampa mm-hmm. for a th- uh, three-game series against the Rays. Pitching matchups there. We've got Waka versus Kluber in game one. We have uh, to be determined in game two, potentially uh, trying to set up um, a matchup for going to Toronto Mm -hmm. in the following series with uh, some folks missing. And then game three, Rich Hill versus Shane McClanahan. Um, First, let's start with what do you think we can expect uh, from those pitching matchups? Yeah, for me, I'm excited. I'm expecting a good start once again from Waka. Um, So I think that the Red Sox can probably win that first game there. Yeah, especially with the TBD, uh, you know, it could be Whitlock. It would be great to see Whitlock, give him a chance to do that. I think the Red Sox could win that as well. And then I think the the struggle will be, what are we going to get from Rich Hill? Because it hasn't been encouraging so far. I mean, he could really turn a corner and the Red Sox could take all three if you get a really strong start from Hill, but um, it's going to be tough, I think, that last game for sure. Yep, I have the same exact feeling. I think, um, I don't know, I guess Whitlock would probably be my guess right now for that to be determined. I mm-hmm. don't really know um, who else they have line who could line up for that unless they go for a bullpen game, but I don't, I mean, I guess that would also kind of qualify <laughs> potentially yeah. as a Whitlock start as well. True. Um <laughs> It seems as though, um, as I tried to find out who might line up for that, it looks like they may be potentially um, either skipping Evaldi or pushing his next start back, Mm. uh, which is interesting, um, considering, as we were talking before we started recording, you pointed out he didn't even pitch five innings in his last uh, start, which we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of curious their handling of that, but they also may be just kind of positioning to try and line things up for... The following series, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, but uh, with Tampa also, uh, not sure who they're going to throw. Kind of leave things up in the air there. But um, I think I agree with you on the on Waka's start versus Kluber. I feel pretty mm-hmm. good about that. Um, and then just what you're going to get at a hill. Yeah. Don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Tampa's lineup via roster okay. resource. Uh, Brandon Lau. Wander Franco, Randy Arozarena, He-Man Choi batting fourth, Yandy Diaz fifth, Josh Lowe, uh, Manuel Margot, old friend, batting seventh, Kevin Kiermeyer, and then Francisco Mejia. I think I flipped the low and low. But hey, you know oh. what? Probably not the first one to do that. How do how do they always seem to have these lows and lows? Because they had an I remember back um, they had another guy low as well, and now they've got themselves another low, and then yeah, Brandon Lau. It's like yeah, it's wild to me. Or maybe I did get it right. You know what? I'm spending too much time thinking about that. Anyway, <laughs> what do we think we got from the lineup here? I mean that's like a tough it's a tough lineup. I mean, uh especially the first four, you know, going Lyle, Franco, Rosarena, and G Man Choi can always run into one. I think it's a their their bottom half is is, is fine, really. Kiermeyer's never done it for me. I feel like um yeah. uh Marco Marco's pretty decent and then uh Mejia, their catcher, I mean there's a, there's potential there, but like the, Outside of you know, I think they're they're front loaded this lineup much like the Red Sox are. So, mm. and they've never you know, Tampa Bay's never been like, oh, our lineup is 
the best part of our team. It's usually always been the bullpen as they've been successful and their their pitching. So um, I'm not really not really scared of their lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much hit on the head there. I mean, Water Franco obviously is the one that scares me. He yes. did a lot of damage against the Red Sox <laughs> last year and has kind of picked up right where he left yep. off there. So um, he's the only one I'm really worried about. Rosa mm-hmm. has gotten off to a slow start, mm. so hopefully that continues. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Try and neutralize the top and take your chances with the rest. Absolutely. All right. Um, series prediction, MVP prediction, we got. Yeah, so I, I think 2-1 Red Sox, I think uh, they'll lose the Hill game. And I'm going to go with Waka. I think he's just going to continue off of that really fantastic start he had last time. And I think he's going to... I think he's going to have a great start, and I think it's really going to propel them to, you know, win that second game as well. Yeah, I got 2-1 Red Sox there as well. I'm going Devers mm-hmm. on my MVP. Um, he started off real hot. Yeah. Has since gone really kind of cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the homers are down, like, across the board in yes, Major League Baseball. Really um, I feel like this is a series they come back, and specifically for Devers. I think we're going to get it. a couple dingers there. So. There's my pick. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we have a bunch of other great pods on the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Got the Over the Monster Podcast uh, by Matt and Brian. Got the uh, the red seat from Jake and myself. We got Bob that does the Socks on Deck podcast with uh, rotating cast and crew of folks. I think Jake is on the next one. That will be coming into your ears. And then, of course, this great Red Sox recap with myself mm-hmm. and Bailey. Uh, you can find us both on the OverTheMonster.com website. Great website mm-hmm. um, where um, I don't have an update since last time. I'm still just doing roundtables. Bailey, yeah. what about you? Yeah, pretty much the same right now. I got to get back on the schedule. My work schedule has just been kind of crazy, so I need to get back on a better writing schedule with uh, with Over the Monster. Same. Uh, anything else you want to promote? Uh, no, you can just find me uh, at Fraulein89. I, pretty much all I do on there is talk baseball, and I love to talk baseball, so come talk baseball. <laughs> fantastic you can also find me at the spoken keats that's going to do it we will see you next week recapping the series against the rays and previewing series number two against the jays